This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is entitled, God is Doing a New Thing, Part 1. It's time to embrace a new season. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah 43 and hold your finger there for just a few moments. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'm not going to tell you my theme and my subject for the night to the end of the sermon end of the message okay so just I know some of y'all like to take notes and you want to know what did he say y'all gonna be typing in there well what was the subject I'm not telling you to the end so just hold tight hang with me and allow me to just uh, uh, just give you my heart and talk to you tonight about what the Lord said to me and I want you to go to Isaiah 43 and hold your hold your Bibles open to that point if you want to write anything down you can write down Isaiah 43 Because I know our nation has been facing, and not just our nation, but the world has been facing some challenging times. Problems, issues, stress, sickness, disease, death, financial upheaval, people have lost their jobs. This COVID COVID pandemic, political divisions, uh, the widening economic inequalities, the climate crisis, Racial divisions, riots, violence, the election tensions, global health. We can go on and on and on and on with the issues that we have faced, not only in our country, but in the world. But here is the fact. This is not the first time the earth has faced challenging circumstances. This is not the the first time that we've faced this, and perhaps for many of us, we have not seen anything on this order in our lifetime. Most of us have not, we're not here, in the, none of us were here in the 1918, but most of us were not here. Might be a few people that were here at the 1918 uh, virus crisis that the world faced. But we've had a whole bunch of things happen over these past hundred years. And in, in our lifetime, we've had challenges. But other people have faced challenges. And what I wanted to find out is what did God say to other people in history when they face challenging moments. The people of God faced a challenging moment throughout the Bible, but I want to point out one particular time they faced a moment when Isaiah was called to be a prophet. Isaiah was the prophet to the nation of Judah. Let me tell you what was going on. Let me me just articulate very clearly what was happening. The, The nation of Israel was divided just like our country is divided. The nation of Israel was divided. They, they, Judah stood on one side while the other 11 tribes stood on another side, and they operated independently and separately from each other. As a matter of fact, God raises up Isaiah for the sole assignment and purpose of preaching and making a proclamation to the people of God while they are facing challenging times. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, please wake up while the pastor is preaching. I know it's late and it's 11 o'clock. I know it's past your time. But just, just bump them to the side. Say, he won't be long. We won't, we're going to be finished in just a few moments. I just need you to hear what I'm saying here tonight. So Israel was divided. God raises up Isaiah. And he tells Isaiah, I want you to prophesy and preach to the people. And the whole book of Isaiah is about the prophecy that God gave to Israel. And I think it's important for me to tell you exactly how that, how that prophecy and what he had to say to him sums up. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah, the first 39 chapters, 
is God giving Israel a warning about their sin. The first 39 chapters, he's challenging them because their hearts have been turned away from God. Their hearts have drifted in another direction, in the wrong place. Their hearts have not been with God. And so for 39 chapters, God warns them about the coming judgment. Because the truth of the matter is, if God loves you, he will punish you. He will whip you. He will discipline you. I was ministering to somebody earlier this week, and I said to them that, that you don't have to worry about trying to straighten out your husband or straighten out your wife when they're doing the wrong things. Because if you get in the middle of God's judgment, you're going to mess things up. God's been God a long time. He don't need you to get in between their issues. Let God deal with them. You don't have to be a God for them. And so God raises up this prophet to prophesy and preach to the nation because they, because they needed a whipping. And that's the first 39 chapters. But in verses, in chapters 40 through 66, here's the thing that's great about God. Chapters 40 through 66, God gives them hope. That's what's great about God. He gave them hope. He said in essence to them, I love you, I'm going to punish you, but I want you to know that your punishment will not be the end of the story. I want you to know that, yes, I will spank you. Yes, I will discipline you. Yes, I'm concerned about what you are doing and where you are. But the truth of the matter is, when you come out of that season of my whipping, I'm waiting on the other side with my arms wide open, waiting for you to return home to me. That was the, that was the, 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 the scene and the circumstance and the situation. And I'm grateful that we serve a God who does not remain angry forever. He's a God who loves us in spite of what we've done. His love exceeds beyond our behavior. He loves us. His anger doesn't last forever. And so, and so by the time we get to chapter 43, can I just talk about chapter 43? Go on, Pastor, talk about chapter 43. I just want to talk about chapter 43 for just a second. God says to the people of, of, of Israel, to Judah, this divided tribe, he says to Judah, and he, he prophesies through Isaiah to them, because as a matter of fact, I need to tell you this too, because this is important too, I almost, I almost forgot that they were threatened. They felt threatened by an enemy that was on the outskirts, aiming and headed in their direction. And so Judah was worried that the Assyrian army was going to come and defeat them and conquer them and take them over. And so they began, Judah, instead of looking to God to be their source and their protection, they began to look toward Egypt. I don't know if y'all get the picture of that. That's a horrible scene when you start looking to your arch enemy for your protection. When Israel, when Judah start looking to, to Egypt for help, it represented a very serious danger. And God wanted them to know, don't turn your eyes or your faith or your hope towards your enemy. You got to always keep your eyes toward God. Everybody keeps asking me, uh, am I going to take this, this, this va vaccination when the, when the vaccine comes in my direction? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm uh, 299 millionth person on the list to be able to get it. I went through one of those things and found out I'm way down on the list. Am I going to take it? Yes, I'm going to take it. I'm not worried about, and I'm not scared, is that the word? I'm not scared of taking that. I'm not worried about that. Amen. I'm going I'm to follow the science, and I'm going to take it. I'm telling you today, take it. Stop being afraid or, or, or fearful about it. Uh, amen. You, you, you have an option. You cannot take it and catch, catch uh, 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 COVID and die, 
I'm not afraid to die, but I ain't trying to plan to die no time soon. I'm not afraid of taking it. And so God said to Israel, he said to Judah, I keep saying Israel, but God said to Judah through the prophet, look at these first few verses. I just want to just walk through this several things he says. He says, uh, but now thus said the Lord who created you. He said, let me remind you, verse number one, I created you, God says to them. And I formed you, he says in verse number four, in verse one. I created you, I formed you. And then he says in verse one, fear not. Don't operate on fear. I have redeemed you. I love that word right there when he says, I redeemed you. And I've called you by your name. You are mine. That, this, just that first verse is enough for us to shout about right there. He said, I, don't be afraid. I redeemed you. That means I purchased you. I bought you. Uh, he says, I've called you by your name. I know exactly who you are. And I've called you by your name. Then he says this, you are mine. What's a better place to be than in the arms of God? The safest place in the world to be is in the arms of God. He says, you're mine. And then he says this in verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. He never said you wouldn't face challenges. He says, when you go through the waters, he says, I'll be with you. And when you go through the rivers, they won't overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned nor shall the flame scorch you. I feel the shout coming on me right now when I think about that. Uh, I, I'm praising the Lord that he says, I, when you go through the waters, I'm going to be with you. When you go through the rivers, they won't overflow. When you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. They shall scorch you. Why? Verse 3, for I am the Lord your God. I'm the one that wakes you up every morning. I'm the one who gives you the activities of your limbs. I'm the one that gives you strength and power and might. I'm the one that does that for you. Then he says in verse number four, you are precious in my sight. I'm talking to somebody here tonight that know, needs to know we are precious in the sight of God. He has not stopped being God. He has not abandoned his, his call, his, his, his anointing, his power. He says, I'm the God who has the power and the ability to take care of you and protect you. Don't be afraid. I'm the Lord your God. You are precious in my sight. You have been honored and I have, I love you. I've, I've loved you. Fear not. I am with you. What am I saying to you tonight? I'm saying to you, we're coming to the end of a horrific year, but I'm praising God through all of the stuff that we went through in 2020. We're still here and I'm still here and you're still here. We're still in the house of the Lord. We're still living in the land of the living. We're still here. Matter of fact, he says in verse number seven, I created you. Verse seven, everyone who is called by my name, who I have created for my glory. Look at verse seven right there. He said, I, I formed you not for the devil's glory or victory. God said, I created you for the purpose. I created you for my glory, God says. I need every young person to know that. You wasn't, God didn't create you for your own agenda and your own life. We're created for his glory, for his kingdom. He says, I formed you. Yes, I made you. Oh, I give God the praise and the shout that he is the God that formed us and made us for his glory. That's what you and I need to know. Somebody look at the person nearby in your room and say, he made me for his glory. Tell him on the other side, he made, he made you for his glory. Yeah, y'all are saying it. But, but he doesn't stop there. 
I read all of that for us to know how much God has cared for us and prepared us and brought us through a difficult time and season. He has brought us through hell, y'all. We've been through some hell. Can I say hell? Is hell a cuss word to y'all? Can I say hell? He brought us through a hellish year. But he told me, he put this in my heart to tell you, he says, yes, I brought you through, but the reason I brought you through, listen to me, he said, because I need to get rid of some stuff in your heart and in your life. I need to tear down some things. I need to destroy some things. I need to get rid of some things. Why? He says, because look at here, slide down to verse 18. Look, look at verse 18. I'm almost finished. I'm, I'm, I promise I'm going to be finished before the verse 18. He says, he says, are y'all there? Are y'all at verse 18? Did y'all get there? Verse 18. Here's what he says. He says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Stick a pen right there. That's my first point right there. I want to tell you right now, we're going into 2021. And my assignment is to tell you to forget the past. Forget about what you've been through. Forget about all the tears you've cried and all of the stress and worry. Forget about all of that. Don't, matter of fact, the text says, don't remember. Don't be mindful. Don't keep bringing it into your mind. It says, the scripture says, forget, don't remember. Don't, don't call it up. Don't put it in the forefront. Do not remember the former things. Regarding the former things, the previous stuff, the stuff that occurred in the past. And notice he uses the word things with an S. I'm coming back to that in just a moment. He says all the things that you went through in the past, he says, I want you to forget about it. That's my assignment to tell you, number one, forget the past. I want to tell you, don't, don't remember it, don't call it, uh, don't, don't even consider it, it says right here in verse number, number 18. It says, nor consider the things of old. Don't give it substance. Don't give it credence. Don't scrutinize it. Don't, make, don't give it a distinct place in your memory. He says, take the old stuff from the past, that period of time of yesterday. What was your past? Don't remember it. Don't call it up. Matter of fact, stop looking in your rearview mirror. Nobody can get to where they're going if they keep looking in their rearview mirror. Put your eyes straight ahead. We got some stuff that we need to have in front of us. Forget about the old thing. Matter of fact, tell the past, bye Felicia, tell your past, no longer, it's over. Forget your past. But hold up, he says in verse 19, behold, y'all missed a great spot. Behold, stand by, take note, take careful look at, uh, pay attention to, observe, make sure you see. That's what behold means. Make sure you acknowledge. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. <laughs> That's where I feel the shout. That's what I've got to tell you. God says it's time, point two, to embrace a new thing. That's what I got to tell you. We're coming into a new season. We're coming into a new dimension. God says, wake up, take notice, pay attention. Make sure you see that God is about to perform something brand new. We are going into 2021, and I want you to mark my word and hear me say it's going to be a new day and a new season. It's, the past is gone. It's Matter of fact, he says, here's what I like right here. He says, I will do a new thing. Y'all, see, y'all missing it. See, he said, forget the things from the past. 
He said, but I, I'm getting ready to prepare you because I'm going to do a new thing. Let me, let, me, let me break that down for you. Let me tell you what that means. See, there's a distinction between things and a thing. What's the distinction, Pastor? Because he says, I said thing and not things because the thing I'm going to do, you can't put a specific name on it. So you could put a name on some things. You got a new dress. You got a new car. You got a new house. You can put, you can put a, a, a title to the things. But God says, what I'm going to do is so huge and so magnanimous. I don't know if that's a word, but I made it up. It's so amazing that you, you, you can't even describe it. It, it is beyond Go ahead, give me some help right there. Yeah, it's beyond comprehension. It's a new thing. Uh, God is about to do a new thing. Don't confuse things with things. So I don't want you to get confused when I talk about thing with things. I don't want you to think that I'm talking about you don't get a new car, you don't get a new dress, you don't get. No, no, no. I'm talking about God doing something spectacular in your life that is so amazing. That you, the, the only way you can describe it is, you have to say, it's a God thing. That's all I can tell you. It's a God thing. Somebody tell your neighbor, it's a God thing. I wish I could describe it to you. I wish I could explain it to you. But it's so huge that the best I can tell you is, it's a God thing. Nobody could do it but God. Nobody could do it but the Holy Spirit. Nobody could make this happen but the God that I serve. It's hard for me to describe. All I can tell you is, it's a God thing. Wait a minute, y'all. Somebody didn't get it. I need to break it down. He said, look at verse 19. He says, shall you not know it? He said, it's going to be so magnanimous, you can't help but know it. <laughs> Y'all miss it. You can't miss what God's about to do. Who am I preaching to tonight? It's something that's beyond your imagination, beyond your comprehension. He says, I had to kill some stuff in your life in 2020 so that you could have 2020 vision in 2021. Y'all missed another spot to say amen. I, I had to take some stuff out. I had to take your pride out. I had to take your arrogance out. I had to take your dependence on your job out. I had to take your dependence on your bank account out. I had to take your dependence on your resources and your savings and your investments. I had to take your, take and get rid of that stuff so that when you look at me and see what I'm about to do, you will see that I'm doing a new thing. And verse 19 says, you shall know it. And he says, oh, look at here. Look at here. So, oh, oh, so hold, your, hold, your, hold the person sitting next to you down. Somebody going to jump up and run around right here on this point right here. He says right here, verse 19, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. <laughs> he said, I will deal with two situations. Your wilderness and your river and your deserts. I, I'm going to do something spectacular in the desert places, the dry places, in the wilderness places. I'm going to do something where there's sparsely anything. You can't find nothing. You don't see nothing. But he says, I'm about to do something brand new for you. Please don't, don't turn me off. Don't count me out. Don't ignore me. I, all I'm trying to tell you is write it down. 
write it down because God says, I'm going to bring, I love this right here. He says, I'm going to do something that you never imagined. I'm going to put a road in the wilderness. What does that mean? You're in a, a wilderness place where you can sparsely connect with anybody. Uh, but look at here. God says, I'm going to bring some roads. You know what roads means? It means he's going to bring you to a place of right connections. <laughs> that's what roads mean. I'm going to put you on the road that's going to bring you the right connections. Hold up. I got to hurry up here. My time is running out. But not only am I going to do a bring, uh, 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 bring you a road in the wilderness, I'm going to give you rivers in the desert. Somebody say rivers. In other words, I'm going to bring you some flowing waters, flowing waters. I'm, I'm going to do something that's going to bring life to you and victory to you and hope to you and an answer to you. It's a new day. It's a new season. It's a new word. There'll be new relationships and new jobs and new businesses and new income and new direction and new friends and a new anointing and a new joy and a new peace and a new dance and a new message and a new song and new life. God's going to give you a new thing. Our theme for 2021, that God is doing a new thing for you. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. God is going to do something spectacular in your life. Do not miss what God is going to do in 2021. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.